Welcome, everybody, to the Climb Institute for Health Professionals podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here today with James Lucas of the Hoodland Fire Department. James, how are you, my friend? I'm doing real good, doing real good. Thanks for having me. Well, we sure appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit down and join us and to, to hoof it all the way into the Climb campus to, to sit down and do this show with us today and, and uh, to take time out of your busy day uh, to do this. We're talking today about AED uh, and why it's important to understand what an AED is. Can you give us some background on uh, on your work? A, first, your work with CLIMB, and what leads you into this uh, this fancy little book you guys have written. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, uh, well, what we do with CLIMB, what I do is I'm one of the instructors in the pool, um, like I mentioned, and uh, we do ACLS, Advanced Cardiac Life Support. We also teach BLS, Basic Life Support, which consists of CPR and AED use. Uh, we follow the AHA guidelines. So we're kind of promote some hands-only CPR, and uh, but how to implement the AED and how important it is to uh, once you see somebody in need that you want to get the AED and uh, get it on the person and use it. So now is the, is uh, now the AED? Uh, first of all, what does the AED stand for? For those who are lost in acronyms, as I am. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and you know, in the EMS world, there's a, pretty much everything is an acronym for <laughs> so it's... <laughs> What AED stands for is Automated External Defibrillators. And what it does is, is uh, your heart, without getting into big anatomy and physiology class, one of the things that your heart does is it has its own electrical impulses or stimulus to help your heart beat in a rhythmic uh, fashion. Well, when those electrical pathways or stimulus start getting out of rhythm, then what an AED does is it goes in, you get it on there, on the patient or the person, and then uh, if it defines or if it uh, recognizes the two rhythms that need to be shocked, then it will uh, go ahead and charge up and you can deliver a shock, which will get those uh, electrical pathways, hopefully to restart again in the, the rate and the, what they're supposed to be beating like. Okay. So just so I'm clear, the AED, the automatic part, yeah, uh, is it's actually, it's going in and detecting the electrical rhythm of your heart. Correct. And it's and it's attempting to sync up with with uh, the appropriate rhythm or resync the appropriate rhythm of your heart. Correct. What it yeah yeah actually what it does is it goes out and when you push the button it uh, it actually stops all the electrical impulses that are that are going off in your heart muscle, and then hopefully the uh, well it's called the SA no but that pacemaker. Uh, hopefully, will then restart again, and then will be back in sync with itself, and be sending electrical impulses in the rate and the time which it should be doing. So okay. it doesn't really synchronize it back up; it just goes back in and kind of stops all of the madness, I guess you'd say, that's mm -hmm. going. And hopefully, the heart will then take off its uh, on its own. On its own, and, it, and it's really successful, and it does. It has been proven that it really does work if you can do it in a certain amount of time. Because we know that time is heart muscle and brain cells, so we want to make sure that to get people to understand that if you recognize the situation, we want to be able to get an AED, be comfortable with it, and just stay calm is what we preach or what we talk about, and get the AED on there and turn it on, listen to what it says, and just do that. And, well, that that gets to uh, you know to this to this uh, fantastic uh, little book that you guys have written, and I you know I'm I what I'm looking at here is Ed the AED. Is that the that's uh, the the book where uh, that you uh, where you're introducing the AED in a very sort of uh, 
Um, it's very sort of human approach, right? It's uh, it's written like a children's book. Correct, correct, and that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to make it, you know, very user friendly and understandable, and uh, so that people would, you know, kind of get the myth out of there, get the, you know, not have people be scared of it. Also, wanting to be have children uh, be able to read it and understand it. So, because we're seeing now, they did some studies in Washington and other places that uh, sixth graders are able to do uh, can run an AED and even do it faster than professional paramedics or EMS providers in some situations. So, it really is something that everybody can really use, just like a you know a fire extinguisher or you know calling nine one one. You know, everybody can can do it, and we want we believe that everybody if, if an AED is accessible and people have been trained or they've seen how it works, then anybody can really use it. Okay, so it gets to the challenges that you, I mean, what is it that, that made you, apart from wanting to to uh, get the AED, uh, sort of, uh, like you say, to, to uh, diffuse the myths around the AED, right. uh, what, are the, what are some of those myths and challenges that you run into when, you're, uh, when you see people who are either not making effective use of the AED in an emergency situation or, or uh, you know, operating out of this sense of fear that they're going to make something worse? Right. Well, that's and that's it, and that's what we're kind of seeing. For one of the first problems that we're seeing quite a bit is that uh, the accessibility of AEDs. You know, they're they're out there, but they're just not really predominantly you know out there where they can be used effectively if the situation arises where they have to be used. You know, some people, some businesses have them in the uh, under the customer service desk. Some businesses don't even know where they are or what they are. You know, and what we're saying, what we're trying to do is. Uh, Say have them out there, have them usable and accessible. Would you, uh, would so you compare it to perfect. to like a fire extinguisher? Exactly. I mean, is that the level of acceptance? Exactly. That's what we're saying is it's exactly like a fire extinguisher. If you can go into a building and you can clearly see where there's a fire extinguisher in case you need it, we think that there should be also an AED right there that's clearly marked so that people can use it if needed. Because, uh, you know, time is time is muscle. The way things are going now, when you look at the obesity rates and the diabetes rates and how things are going, you know, it's just it's just going to be a matter of the odds of you going into a building and having to use a fire extinguisher versus going into a business and possibly having to use an AED. It's more likely you may need that AED than you will a fire extinguisher. You know, I was. Don't we have them out there and accessible? I was just thinking that. I'm so glad you said it. With the, as safe as new construction is versus the you know the the uh, epidemic of heart disease and obesity in this country. Exactly. Uh, and stressed cardiac muscle. Yep. Uh, that's fantastic. Why? Uh, why did you, uh, uh, you? You sat down. You write this book. Uh, you position it for kids. Yeah. Um, it, it is. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit more about the process of of sitting down and writing this book and getting it uh, accepted. Have Have you uh, seen some good uh, uh, feedback on it so far? Oh, uh, we have. We have. We've taken it to doctors. The first one. Well, the reason why we did it when we first started out on this, uh, we were there was a couple instances uh, in the state of Oregon here, down in Salem, and then uh, even in the Portland metro, there are some instances. And we were watching the news and just kind of thinking, you know, wow, what's going on, you know? Uh, then when we go out, because my wife, her business too, we go out and teach CPR and AEDs to uh, and first aid to, uh, you know, businesses, various clients and things that she has. And so uh, 
But we always were running into the same thing, you know, well, where is your AED or why don't you have one or, you know, all this stuff. Do you, and people, oh, yeah, we've been through it, but we've never touched it. So we take the AEDs out. We have three different kinds, and we make people put their hands on it and get comfortable with it. So, so anyways, we we're, you know, seeing some instances going on with children and thinking, wow, this is something, you know. And, and then all of a sudden we had one that was pretty close to uh, my wife because uh, she knew a kid over in uh, Vancouver. Cody Shrill that he had a heart attack in the gym. And uh, so we thought, man, something has to be done. How could, what could we do to try to increase awareness to get people, you know, to first of all, be able to recognize when something is going on and then do the proper steps to help out somebody. So we came up with this book and then we've been out uh, promoting it and, and uh, you know, kind of getting the word out there. I mean, it's, you go to schools and you go to the baseball field. Now that school's starting up, there should be AEDs, you know, we think two or three in one in each dugout, you know, should be accessible for at the sporting events. That seems to be uh, where kids are starting to have issues. But So we just wanted to get it out there, and, and uh, we saw some kids dying. We saw that there uh, was somewhat of a need or somewhat of an issue. And uh, well, so, so, so tell me a little bit about the about the reception of the book in in schools. I mean, when you, when you go out and do your training, you're you know how are how do kids receive this? They love it. They've, uh, they they think it's real exciting. They think it's neat. Uh, it kind of puts it in the you know takes the uh, scare away from them. You know, because they've always you know don't touch it. You know, or you know some of the adults and things even look. They'll look. They'll say, "Oh, we've been through the training. We've seen this," but you know. There's either we're scared of it legally, or we're scared that it might do more harm than what it than what uh, we want to do, you know. But then when they read this book and they listen to really the facts and get rid of some of the myths, then they understand. Oh wow, I can really actually save someone, and then they will go and read it to their kids. You know, we've heard back from people that we've given it to just to kind of test out, and some of them, their kids make them read it to them three times in one night. We have uh, one parent that has called and said, "Yeah." My kid has uh, makes me read it to him three times a night, and now every time we go to a store, they're always asking, "Where's Ed the AED? Where's Ed the AED?" So, well, that's a that's the best outcome uh, ever. Yeah, and Ed the AED, the Ed in it stands for early defibrillation, and that's uh that's the key importance of using an AED. You want to get it on and get that defibrillation on board if needed, if the machine recognizes it's needed as soon as possible. So. And uh, so the the risks of using the uh, the AED are are minimal, right? Because the machine is yeah. going to go in and, and decide if it needs to be used or not. Exactly. Yep. And the only time that somebody could really, but now it's changed because there's been improvements to AEDs and been improvements to uh, you know these types of machines. But it was really the only thing that you would want to watch out for. Of course, was you don't want to be touching the patient when they're the person that's having the the episode when you push the defibrillation button. But now there's been some pretty good technology and some improvements to where they're saying studies are, sh are showing that even if you are touching the patient, you know, accidentally or, you know, somebody near, that you won't even get shocked because it just stays right inside of the patient's body. So it's, that's even a better thing. So really as far as the, the uh, hazards or the downside, the only thing is if it, the batteries aren't charged or if it doesn't work for some reason. But other than that, there is really no 
Well, and that gets to your yeah. to your uh, to the other side of your mission in talking to businesses and schools and making sure that they understand this technology. If it's like a, a fire extinguisher, it should be checked like a fire extinguisher. How do you what do you recommend? Well, what we recommend is there's different brands out there, and and we don't really endorse any one brand. My wife has a distributor thing, and she can uh, distribute Zol. We can get Zols. That's a type of monitor, AED. We can get those and we can sell those, you know, or donate, you know, whatever. But but the different brands, the battery pack is one thing, and they have a battery pack. And you can just go down to the batteries that run the Zoll. You can just go to any Albertsons, Fred Myers, and get some batteries. Some of the other ones, you have to order batteries. So what we're recommending is depending on the brand, there's a two-year shelf life on them so every two years you need to you know replace the batteries in some of them and uh, also replace the pads in some of the some of the manufacturers it's kind of read the manufacturer's recommendations to do it. but what we recommend is uh anytime you use it if you have to use it then you have to replace everything mm-hmm. with the zoll monitors we just tell people because it's so accessible and easy to just go get some batteries and stuff we just tell them if you change your, your smoke the batteries in your smoke detector, just change the batteries in your in your AED. It's your business, you know. Change if you you know turn your clocks forward, then go ahead and just mm-hmm. change your battery. So that'd be like twice a year. Right, right. Make sure they're just always fresh. Yeah. Well, so, so you are. Is that by implication? Are you actually recommending folks, uh, you know, keep an AED in their homes? You know what? I we do. We have and we've actually have talked to people and we've actually sold a couple AEDs to people just because they've either been through a class here at Climb, some of the uh, some of the professionals in the nursing field or in the doctors, they have heard us talk about this stuff and how passionate we are about it, that they have actually went and bought their own personal AEDs and they'll keep them like in their parents' house or something because they know that their parents might have that their parents do have a uh, you know, heart condition, cardiac problem or something. So they will have one in their house. Even talked to a nurse one time. Her folks live in a pretty remote area of Idaho, up north. And it's a long time for EMS systems to get there. So they go ahead, and she went ahead and bought one and put it in there and even taught the whole family, and including the grandkids, here's how you use this if anything happens to grandpa. So there are kids that have some uh, genetic cardiac problems, uh, in their hearts, and so they do carry around. Some people are out there that do carry around their own AEDs, just wow. because of that situation of those situations. So, yeah, we're not saying, you know, we're not we're not really saying, you know, yes, you must because oh man, the world's coming to an end if you don't have what you know all this. Stuff. <laughs> we're not we're not that, but we're just saying, let's start putting this in the forefront of your head, and let's realize, you know, like I said, we've been teaching class, we go to these businesses, and at the end of the class, people are just amazed. They're like, man, we were never told this information. We never thought it was that easy. We never thought it was going to be like this. We say it is. So, you know, it's not a bad thing if people want to buy an AED and just keep it in their house. You know, you can just do some research, see what you want to get. But, yeah, it's not a... Someday they may just have them in car, be standard issue thing in in vehicles, you know. Right, right. So it's a spare tire and an AED. Got a spare tire, you have you get an AED too, you know. The book is available um, in uh, at Amazon.com. It's available as a both as a digital download and as a a paperback. Yep. and it's it really is it's very cute and i'm i'm not gonna uh, lie to you there's a guy on the cover that looks not a little bit like uh uh unlike you 
Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a funny thing that my wife did when uh, she found the illustrator from uh, England. <laughs> uh, she, we sent them pictures of the characters and some of the people, kind of who we want in the book. And so uh, she just went ahead and sent a picture of, of that guy, yeah. <laughs> that guy, he yeah. says, with heavy air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That guy who's dressed as a fireman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, the, uh, it is available. It's, uh, let's see, the paperback is uh, uh, oh, 10 bucks, right? Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, ten bucks, and the uh, uh, the uh, Kindle edition is uh, looks like nine bucks. You, uh, what are you doing with the proceeds of this book? Well, what we want to do is is we want to take and uh, like I said, she has a distributor license thing, and we've run into people that uh, you know, like churches, uh, you know, some schools, uh, you know, Elks lodges, clubs, you know, some place, maybe some some kind of athletic places or something, you know, that just can't really afford to get to buy one and then put it in their business or in their establishment. Well, what we want to do is we want to buy some, like we already have a couple of them at home that we take. And, you know, if somebody needs one, we just go ahead and say, here you go. But we want to buy some, have a few on stock at, you know, on hand. And if we go to a business or we go to a church or somebody's having some kind of a thing, then we want to say, and they can't get one, then we want to just donate it to them and say, here you go, here's one, and we'll provide the training. We're also uh, attached with uh, the Jeff Lucas Memorial Fund, and uh, and uh, that was my brother. And so we're, we want to also maybe save some money and give some scholarships mm-hmm. to kids that are going to college, on their way to college, that maybe they're going to be studying, you know, EMS stuff or nursing or you know, something in the medical field or something, but we want to help them out. Sure. So, so, so purchase, purchase of these, of these books directly, directly supports getting AEDs into the hands of people who need them and getting, getting people uh, trained in the field to help save lives. Exactly. Yep. Yep. There's 500,000 people depending on which website, but you know, roughly on average, there's 400,000 people a year that die of sudden cardiac arrest. And of those, the numbers are now like 3,000 a year. Of, oh, and goodness. they're just children. And those are just children. Oh, goodness. That's more, that's more people dying every year than you than in house fires, car fires, suicides, cancer, trauma, uh, you know, any other. You can combine all of those numbers, and you still don't even get to half of them what how many people are dying of sudden cardiac arrest every year and as we see we're looking at some studies and looking at some things we look at a, uh, another website called the matthew krug foundation and this is a story about a guy there from uh, back east and his his son died of sudden cardiac arrest matthew krug well the dad uh Stuart Krug started this website and a foundation to get awareness out there and create awareness about what's going on and what sudden cardiac arrest is and what kind of diseases. So we look at that and get some information. There's also Parent Heart Watch is another one that we take a look at and see. And if you look at those, you can see stories every day of, you know, sudden cardiac arrest does not discriminate between age, gender, race, anything. It's just... And a lot of people have it, and they have a heart attack, and they've never had any heart problems at all because there's some couple different kinds of heart attacks. That right. you so, uh, this this information you teach in the basic life support class or the advanced cardiacs? 
Uh, you get some of it in the basic life support. Is it, the basic life support is where you're just kind of learning to do CPR, hands-only CPR, and use an AED and some breathing. You get some good information in that. The ACLS portion is where you get that information a little bit more in depth, you know, not too much, but a little bit more, some different techniques, but then also goes into starting IVs and doing, you know, pushing medications. And here I go again with the big word, intubation of patients and so, but. Uh, sure. So, so my, uh, so who is your, uh, is your core best uh, targeted student for that basic life support versus advanced cardiac? I'm, I'm assuming the advanced is, is the EMS professional. Exactly. Yeah. That, that really falls into more of the nurses, doctors, mm-hmm. paramedics. You know, we did have one guy come through and I was doing an ACLS class, did have one guy come through and he was an FBI agent. But he was also a paramedic, but worked with the FBI. But so, wow. but it's mostly for paramedics. Yeah, EMS providers, professional EMS providers, or, and that kind of sort. The BLS is really, you know, anybody can go through that. It's not a, it's it's a skill that everybody should have some awareness of and and should want to know about. You know, there's really no, no, uh, you know, no division or no line you know anybody can take it and we follow here at climb you know it's great because they're the people here the instructors and the lead people the leaders of the the thing you know we follow the aha guidelines they're with the aha they're constantly seeing the updates and looking at the science and looking at the test that aha does and that's what's getting taught and what's getting pushed along to the other people so it's a great great experience a great environment but anybody could take a bls BLS CPR and AED class. Well, I'm, you know, I that's, uh, you know, I think about myself. You know, just a citizen uh, in, you know, uh, out among people. It would be exactly. uh, this is one of those skills that we can all, uh, we could all probably use some polish and, and uh, you can find out more information on these courses in the American Heart Association section of the PCC Climb website. That's pcc.edu/climb/health. And look for the American Heart Association cardiology classes. You'll find all of the courses there, and they're pretty well uh, outlined for you know to give you an idea of who needs to be in this course. They have the uh, uh, BLS course for healthcare providers. They have uh, you know ACLS courses for physicians only, so you can see where you are you are or not uh, invited to take these courses. And so it's it's uh, very clear, and uh, absolutely invites you to head into that. And people uh, who are looking for the book, do you, is there a separate website that we should send people to for the book or, or uh, is just sending them right to Amazon okay? You could, yeah, you could just go to Amazon or if you need, they want some information about uh, some some other course, some other classes, things, they can always go to Indie Training Incorporated, IndieTraining.com, and that also is where you can see a copy of the book and it will send you to Amazon where you can see some information that, you know, we could, we could come and teach a class, teach CPR AD to people yeah. at their location if they don't want to travel down here or whatever. Then. Hey, James, I'm, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to do that one more time, uh, only because uh, CLIMB is, you know, since this is a service of CLIMB. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I, I, if you could just, I, I love the idea of getting them to Indie Training, but if you could just say, you know, the book is, a, we also have the book available at Indie Training.com. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Okay. So, um, so uh, the book is available at Amazon.com, James. But is there another uh, website you'd like to, where where people can get some more information besides the 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 Amazon mothership? Sure. You could go to you could go to the Amazon, or you could go to Indie Training Incorporated, and uh, there will be a copy of the book or a link to where you could get to 
Excellent. Get the book, and then that will send you to Amazon also. <laughs> all, all roads lead to Amazon. Yeah, or you can just go to Ed, the AED, just type in, yeah. and that'll bring you to the book also. Well, it's a very, it, it, like I said, it's a very cute book, and, and folks should definitely check it out. And, and uh, you know, I, I love this idea about getting the kids involved. I, you know, I've got an iPad with the Kindle app on it, and I'm, yeah. I've got the book on there, and I'm going to sit down and read it with my kids. This is a, a great, great resource. So, uh, James... It, to you and to your to your wife, Indy, uh, right? Yep, yep. Uh, thank you so much for for adding this to the body of knowledge, and for and and to you for sitting down with me and talking a little bit more about it. Well, thank you. I sure appreciate the opportunity, and yeah, we're just trying to keep the awareness up there and keep it in people's forethought, you know, because it, it could happen at any time. So we just want people to be aware of it. Well, it it is, uh, you know, I told you before we started recording, I'm a I'm an enormous hypochondriac, and so yeah. this whole conversation makes my heart go all a flutter. Oh. Uh, but uh, this is this really has been a, a treat, and you uh, you certainly have been gentle with me. I appreciate that. Well, thank you very much, <laughs> uh, folks. For more, uh, you can head over to Facebook.com to PCC Health Professionals uh, and uh, and learn a little bit more about what we have going on there. That is a great place to catch up with the podcast and the wonderful links and resources that folks are are posting. The folks at the the I, uh, Institute for Health Professionals team are posting regularly. A uh, great place to share discussion and, and to share insights. Again, pcc.edu slash climb slash health for all of the other programs uh, and registration information uh, for this fall. On behalf of James Nindy Lucas, on behalf of Ed, the AED, I'm Pete Wright. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on the Institute for Health Professionals podcast.